You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com, at Battery Power SBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to be, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves entering Monday had to feel pretty confident as they were going into arguably their biggest series of the year so far against the Los Angeles Dodgers. This was a series that was going to you know, pit the two best teams in the National League against each other. Multiple storylines, Freddie Freeman returning to Atlanta. Both staffs had experienced, starting staffs have experienced, you know, some pretty bad injury luck when it comes to, you know, their best talents being available. So both teams have had to recently work through trying to put together their starting rotation. And one of the biggest things that stood out for the Braves was after two series wins against the Rangers early last week and then over the weekend against the Mariners, they had to feel pretty confident coming into this series. Coming off of you know a very encouraging start from um, Jared Schuster, the Braves were lining up to have Charlie Morton start Monday, who was coming off his best start of the season, his last time out against the Rangers, Spencer Strider on Tuesday, and Bryce Elder on Wednesday. And with the fact that the Dodgers were going to have to rely on some young arms of their own going into this series, if you were the Braves, you had to feel pretty confident that you could get the job done, that you can get another series win at home against the next best team in the National League. Well, the script could not have started out any better for the Braves. Charlie Morton, an excellent start to the game, a clean first inning, and then a Ronald Acuna Jr. double, followed by a Sean Murphy RBI single, a walk to Austin Riley, and then, stop me if you've heard this before, a three-run home run by Eddie Rosario. Made the Braves score 4 to nothing Atlanta after the first, with Charlie Morton working with the four-run lead. So you had to feel confident coming out of the first inning, the Braves were going to get another series opening win. But unfortunately, it just was not in the cards. Charlie Morton simply did not have his best stuff at all last night. The bullpen in support of Morton came in and struggled. And by the time the game was over, the Dodgers had outscored the Braves 8-2 to from the second inning on, and they won the game 8-6. to And that's what stands out from this game, is that it just was not there pitching-wise. It was a struggle from nearly from the start to the finish. And what stands out about Charlie Morton is this, is that he continues to show that while he could be very good at times, the version of Charlie Morton that we're just going to have to accept, it seems like, that we're just going to have to live with, is that while most games he's going to pitch to 
a level that's going to give the Braves at least a chance to win. He's going to give up a few runs. He has shown, you know, since the start of last year, he's a bit prone to running into trouble early, and that's especially what happened last night. But, you know, 80% of the time, he's going to put the Braves in a position to win. Now, 10% of the time, He's going to put together a dominant start like he did against the Rangers last time out. But unfortunately, it seems like every fourth or fifth start, he runs into a dud. He runs into a night of struggles. And that unfortunately could not have happened at a worse time against the Dodgers. Now, for the Dodgers, there was a bit of luck. Yes, Charlie Morton give, did give up a home run to J.D. Martinez, but there were also some well-placed balls in play, but you have to give the Dodgers credit. They made contact when they needed to, and then, of course, the big blow was a three-run home run to Freddie Freeman that had an expecting batting average under 100. So it was a bit of bad luck for Charlie Morton, but he certainly didn't help things by giving up extra hits, extra walks, and the Dodgers were able to capitalize. So a pretty forgettable night for Charlie Morton, but overall with how well he's performed in May, you have to feel he'll get back on track. It's just an unfortunately, a night of struggles for him could have not come at a worse time than against a quality opponent like the Dodgers. But of course, the second takeaway is that the Braves' bullpen just continues to not be able to get the job done. Joe Jimenez, A.J. Minter. A.J. Minter, we'll discuss him in just a moment, but unfortunately gave up the RBI hit to Mookie Betts to make the score 7-4, and then gave up the second home run of the night to J.D. Martinez to eventually make the score, excuse me, 8-5 to for the Dodgers. Though the Braves' bullpen just could not get the job done against the Dodgers and hopefully trying to keep the game close so the Braves could come back. So overall, just it, it, the reason why this game just simply was not in the cards for the Braves is because the pitching staff, both Charlie Morton and the bullpen, struggled for most of the evening. If there is one encouraging takeaway from Monday night, it's the fact that overall the offense continued to, you know, still click along at a pretty good rate. Overall, the Braves were able to collect five walks. They produced nine hits, five runs on the evening. Only three starters did not go with the hit. Eddie Rosario and, and Marcelo Zuna both contributed, you know, big hits. It's good to see them continue to make the Braves line up deeper by being productive. So I think that you have to feel pretty confident when it comes to the Braves offense. It's just unfortunately right now, if the Braves starting pitching is not on point it's going to be tough for the Braves to really get the job done in close games because of the struggles of the bullpen. And while many names, many arms in the Braves bullpen have struggled overall at times, and you know, especially here recently for the Braves, the central figure in those struggles has certainly been. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A.J. Minter. After last night's game, Brian Snicker in the post-game press conference talked about how he utilized the bullpen against the Dodgers. And the specific moment uh, that he spoke on was when the Dodgers were up 6-4, to four, Mookie Betts was coming to the plate, Joe Jimenez was in the game. Brian Snicker, instead of leaving a Jimenez, a right-handed pitcher, in to face the right-handed batter, he opted to go with A.J. Minter against Mookie Betts and Brian Snicker mentioned the reason why is because he felt the matchup of Minter versus Betts in a critical moment of the game. He liked that matchup better than Joe Jimenez versus Mookie Betts. Now, to Brian Snicker's credit, A.J. Minter had had previous success against Mookie Betts. But the problem is, is that with how much A.J. Minter has struggled in terms of his actual results over the past several weeks, it was hard to really trust past matchups versus versus present success, which has certainly not been there for A.J. Minter. And of course, he once again could not get the job done. Gave up an R- Minter gave up an RBI single to Mookie Betts. Then in the next inning, he continued to struggle and gave up the eighth run of the game, the second home run of the night, to J.D. Martinez. So when it comes to A.J. Minter, the story remains the same. We're now coming up on nearly a month in which A.J. Minter continues to run into some bad luck. We'll discuss that in a moment. But also we're getting to the point to where A.J. Minter just right now is hard to trust in high leverage situations. Mark Bowman of MLB.com you know, mentioned that coming into Monday night, A.J. Minter had put together two good outings, one against Texas, one against Seattle. He looked like he was back to his normal self a bit, but that's hard to trust because since late April, it's been in waves. His struggles and successes have been in waves. So he'll have two or three outings where he doesn't give up a run. Then he'll have two or three straight outings where he does give up runs. And unfortunately, you know, it, is, it plays a significant role in the struggle of the bullpen. And bad luck remains a relevant part of A.J. Minter's struggles. So far this year, he has a 7.36 ERA, but his F- but his FIP is a 3.33. His XFIP is a 3.37. Again, Minter has a 7.36 ERA, but in terms of what is actually expected, his ERA should be around 3.82. In terms of what he can control, yes, A.J. Minter is struggling a bit more this year than he did last year. For instance, he had a 1.93 walks per nine inning rate last year. This year, it's 2.45. What's really hurting Minter is that last year, he had a .64 homers per nine inning allowance. He allowed .64 homers per nine inning. That rate has doubled this year to 1.23. So in terms of what Minter can control, yes, he's not as effective as he was last year, but still a 386 batting average against him when balls are put in play, and then a 48.5% left on base percentage. That percentage last year was 76.7%. 
So for Mentor, it comes down to, yes, he's walking batters at a bit higher frequency. Yes, he's given home runs up more often. But unfortunately, the timeliness of the hits that he's given up is also playing a part in his struggles. And as we've discussed many times before, especially towards late April and early May, hitters were just making good contact on good pitchers' pitches, something that, you know, A.J. Mentor has very little control over. But the thing is, is that because of the fact that bad luck played a bit of a bigger role in A.J. Mentor's struggles in late April and early May. Now the fact that A.J. Mentor is running into some occurrences where he legitimately is having bad outings, it just makes it to where it's hard to trust Mentor in high-level, high-leverage situations. But the issue is, is that Dylan Lee is on the injured list with shoulder inflammation. Lucas Lickie, who himself struggled while he's been on the mound this year, he's just come off the injured list. The Braves just don't have a lot of options when it comes to left-handers, so they're going to have to continue to utilize A.J. Minter, you know, moving forward. But the big key for Brian Snicker is this, is that whatever matchups may have happened in the past, whatever success Minter may have had against the, a hitter in previous years, that just simply does not have relevance right now. That right now should not have significance in how A.J. Minter is utilized. What needs to matter right now when it comes to A.J. Mentor, yes, you're going to need to use him to be able to eat innings for your bullpen, just like you are with the rest of your relievers, with your struggles when it comes to injuries in the starting rotation, and also the fact that you're dealing with injuries in the bullpen. So the Braves are still going to have to continue to use A.J. Mentor. But what Brian Snicker and his staff are going to have to avoid is past success right now does not matter for A.J. Mentor. What matters is getting him in the right situations so that he can build up innings and confidence once again. If that's him being more in middle relief, being utilized more earlier in the game, then that's what needs to be done. But the Braves badly need to use him correctly over the next week or two to really hopefully start finding him some success so that he can get back to the reliever that they can trust in high leverage situations. Because right now, when it comes to the Braves bullpen, really the three pitchers that you trust the most in high leverage situations are Nick Anderson, obviously Rysel Iglesias, Colin McHugh, yes, but also Kirby Yates. And I know that the problem with that is that they're all right-handers, but with how much the bullpen has struggled over the past month and the fact that one of their best relievers in A.J. Minter just right now is hard to be trusted, this whole matchup thing, playing matchups, you know, right-hander versus left-hander, yes, that matters, but for right now, the Braves have got to go with which arms they feel can get the job done so that their bullpen can have some sort of successful stretch to try to get back on track. So, not saying the Braves shouldn't pay attention to scouting reports, not saying the Braves shouldn't pay attention to the numbers, what have you, but common sense also has to prevail moving forward. Right now, it's just not there for A.J. Minter. Put him in lower leverage situations to build back up his confidence. Go with the arms right now that are performing well, and hopefully that can lead to better results for the Braves' bullpen. Besides A.J. Minter, the other less than ideal trend that continued to stand out last night was the struggles at the plate of Michael Harris II. And I mentioned A.J. Minter and Michael Harris II because right now, the Braves need as much consistency, as much success 
from their significant contributors as possible. And without a doubt, the Braves are going at their best when A.J. Minter is one of the best relievers in the National League and Michael Harris II is performing as one of the most dynamic outfielders in baseball. Well, right now, it's not, just like it's not there for A.J. Minter, it simply is not there for Michael Harris II. Yes, if you want to call it a sophomore slump, I think we're in an extended enough period where you can call it that. Whatever significance you want to place on that, that is fine. And the thing with Michael Harris II is this, is that he impacts the game in so many different ways, either at the plate, on the base pass, or in the field. It's, it's hard to take him out of the game, right? The Braves have every reason, and they should continue to let him play and have faith that he's going to figure it out. He's got the talent level to do it. I don't think that there's any worry about the struggles that Harris II is experiencing right now. I don't think there's any worry that this is going to be a season-long struggle. But right now, it's hard to deny that he definitely is having trouble at the plate. Over his past seven games, he is 1 for 26, including 0 for 22 during that stretch. He's putting the ball in play. Only five strikeouts over that stretch, but zero walks. Right now, the approach for Michael Harris II is just not there at the plate. And yes, even with him struggling, the Braves' offense, it continues to do just fine. You know, other contributors are, are doing their job. Marcelo Zuna, Eddie Rosario, they're having excellent Mays at the plate. But it's hard to deny that this Braves' offense is at its best if Michael Harris II is having success. Because when it comes to the Braves' ability to turn the lineup over, from Michael Harris II in the ninth spot to Ronald Acuna Jr. in the top spot, I will argue that no other team in baseball has as much potential in that situation going from the nine to the one spot, turning that lineup over to get advantageous base runners on the bases before the Braves' big bats come to the plate no lineup in baseball has as much potential as the combination of Michael Harris II and Ronald Acuna Jr. But the Braves need Michael Harris II to get going. Again, just like A.J. Minter, right now the best thing for the Braves to do is continue to utilize Michael Harris II, but it really seems like it's an approach right now, or lack of an approach that's contributing to the struggles of Michael Harris II, and hopefully he can figure out. We're coming up on a year. We're coming up on it being a year since the debut of Michael Harris II, and it's been well documented how much of an infusion of positivity and success and how much his contribu contributions were needed last year. The Braves really could use the boost he can provide night in and night out once again. He continues to play, make plays in the field, so he obviously is continuing to add value when he's out there. Hopefully, he'll start to find a bit of success at the plate and the Braves' offense can go to an even higher level than it's currently at. Because when we're talking about the Braves going to a higher level, last year, that was a consistent thing when it came to the Braves lineup. It was the fact that the Braves, at so few times, were truly able to experience the success of their lineup clicking on all cylinders. When it finally started to do so, was that series late last year against the Mets when the Braves swept the series to win the division title. That's when the Braves lineup was truly clicking on all cylinders. Well, one encouraging sign is the fact that Austin Riley continues to show better approaches at the plate. 
himself. Now, the power for Austin Riley continues to be something that's gotten off to a slow start this year. But now, over his past seven games... He's hitting 308 and has an 845 OPS. And even if the power's not there, he's continuing to find ways to contribute. Last night, two walks, an RBI double. He's showing a better approach at the plate. He definitely does not seem as lost as he was at times early in May. So if there is an encouraging sign from last night for the Braves offense, despite Marcelo Zuna and Eddie Rosario continuing to do well. It's the fact that Austin Riley continues to put together good at-bats and be productive in the cleanout spot of the order. Well, the good news is this, is that despite the fact that the Braves struggled mightily in terms of pitching in last night's game, Spencer Strider, who has emerged as being one of the best best pitchers in baseball once again, he will be on the mound for the Braves facing off against another top-rated arm for the Dodgers in Bobby Miller. So for the second straight night, the Braves are going to be facing off against a young right-handed pitcher without much experience. So this is a setup that definitely could fall into the Braves' favor. The key for Spencer Strider, of course, is to limit the damage, limit the Dodgers' ability to put together back-to-back-to-back good at-bats. And with how well Spencer Strider is doing at being able to produce strikeouts, it makes it likely that he'll be able to do that. The Braves have to feel confident going into tonight with how well Spencer Strider has been as a stopper at times this year. They have to feel confident that if the offense can continue its success, they'll be able to find better pass ahead for them to get the win tonight. And that hopefully will be the case so they'll have the ability to have a chance at a series win on Wednesday. Can't thank you enough for joining us on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Make sure you check out all the great content anywhere where you get your podcast for free. That's where we'll be. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content. My name's Sean Coleman. We'll talk to you again soon. Go Braves! We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.